This podcast cures the coronavirus. All right. There you go. There's your snippet for the beginning, Buckland. Pete Evans is new listener. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. play and here we are the dad pants crew well at least some of them monty's still away being a father and uh rich is still away being teacher busy uh by that we mean he's a teacher and he insists that when he's busy it's a whole different level of busy than anyone else is busy but we do have ben and matt hello hello Stu. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Are we well? Are we happy? Yes. <laughs> right. Sorry about that. Don't, don't think about it too hard, boys. Don't yeah. think about it too hard. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's lockdown. Still lockdown here in Sydney. Part of being in lockdown is that uh, you know you go for a daily walk. Even if you didn't normally in your normal life, it just appears to be a trope of being in lockdown. Daily walk, right? But also, you know, it's winter here. We've got a bit of a fire. I ran out of firewood a little while ago. Mm. So what I found myself doing on my walks is keep an eye out for good bits of wood to come and bring home. <laughs> and now you're in a very woody area, aren't you, Stu? Like you're... Quiet, yes. Yeah. But the problem is that, you know, I've got wood now. Cure mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you please put a boing um, underneath that? Absolutely, I will. <laughs> Even a mistimed one that only comes in maybe now. here. Um, so, but the problem is, like, I've got wood now. I'm still going mm-hmm. for daily walks. Can't stop myself looking for good sticks to pick up. So, Every time I go for a walk, I come back with a handful of sticks. I don't need them. I've got some, but I, I can't. I now can't walk past a stick that looks like a good fire stick and go, I'll leave that. That's fine. I'll leave that there. I'm now in a weird hoarding, collecting mode where I yep. can't walk past a good stick. And is it a, there's different array of firewood, obviously. Like, are you, are you picking up like a, like a good poker? And have you got a selection of pokers? Like a, you know, do you mean a stick that is the right kind of length and thickness to be a good kind of poker of a fire? Yes, yes. And then yeah, obviously all your, be... your kindlings and your... Um, like, you're not really going to find a, a big lump of hardwood floating around. No, and but... that's the thing. So I've bought I've bought some bigger heart, like logs and stuff, but I don't, I'm not... I think I'm paying for kindling. You're fucking kidding no. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so I, I was on a quest for a while to collect kindling whenever I was out, but now I've got kindling. I don't need any more. But I just can't stop. And I think well, that's a dad. It, I think that's a dad thing. I don't know. Also, it's it's kind of the the age we're at too. It's it's kind of you start thinking about superannuation. So, oh, collecting you're, sticks you're, for a for, <laughs> that's for right. a of time. Because you know you got kindling at home, but yep. at some point you're going to use that kindling yep. and burn it, and then you. But winter ends. More yeah. You know, winter yeah. ends. It's all like beer. Yeah. It's the same as beer. Yeah. Are you saying mm. that I might be thinking of next winter even and beyond? Well, I mean, it depends. It depends how how often you're using the fire. Like, you've got kindling, but yeah. now you've got kindling, you can have heaps of fires. 
But because you've got so much kindling, you're going to yeah. run out of kindling. That's right. And yeah. So, I mean, you could be storing it away for next yeah. year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, storing it away for 20 years' time. Well, <laughs> to, to let you guys know, I actually, I actually bought a fire pit the other day. Oh, now that's Ooh, good dad work. That's dad niceness. Now, <laughs> but I will admit. Is it on that ratty ass front lawn of yours? Yep. Uh, I will admit. Well, that. That, that is sorry, sorry, Wigger, sorry. I, I like I, I we let a lot no, of things I'm go sorry, on this podcast, sorry, but bullying I'm... of lawns will I'm not sorry. stand. That was done for a fact. I obviously I do not mean that at all. But please move around the back for everyone's sake. <laughs> the um, I made the error of purchasing a fire a fire pit. Um, but I didn't realise that I wasn't supposed to buy kindling. So I bought a bag of kindling, and now I feel um, like I've... Are you fucking joking? It's no. lying around on the ground everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> well, it is. That's right. Yeah. But you know what I didn't buy, or or I don't have, uh, is some <laughs> sand to put in the bottom of my fire yes. pit. Oh, All right. right. Now, what I'm yeah. concerned about is where is the dad... At Bunnings, that's walking around going, hang on a second. Yes. Where's your sand? Where's your sand, Tell mate? Him. And I would have gone, what are you talking about, sand? And he said, you need a little bit of sand in the bottom of your fire pit. There's my piece of advice for all the dads out there. Now, you probably all know this, but for the one or two dads that don't have a fire pit as of yet, you need to buy sand. All right? Mm. So, yeah. I've got this beautiful well, fire pit. Up a bit of- I've got really high grade kindling that I purchased. Yeah. That's madness. Madness. Absolute madness. And I can't do anything with it yet because I haven't got any fucking sand. Yeah. Think of all the craft beers you could have got with that kindling money. Um, Can I just point out, too, just point out that I don't know how far you are from a nice reserve where you can get all your kindling from, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you're too far away from a beach either. Well, that's true. Like you're, you're exactly you pa- right. You walk past any sand today? No, because that's the thing, right? I've been everywhere I've gone in the last couple of days. I've been like, that's oh, that. No, that's not enough sand. Or a, I don't oh, have on. a bucket with me. Or are you being sand snobbish? No, no, I'm being. I if there was sand there, then I'm not going to pick it up in my hands and carry it I home you took in my the, hands. You took, the, you took the kids to the park and you were like, this will be great. Oh, tan bark. God damn it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, there's a lot of dirt, but, like, yes, I want look, sand. Yeah. It says plan sand the in to, the instructions. Plan a trip to the Wit Sunday so you can get that beautiful white. <laughs> That's right. White action Yeah, beautiful. Going. Yeah, I need some yeah. white sand. But look, there you go. There's there's a small piece of advice for those people that want to burn something uh, in so, a small saying, metal receptacle. So you haven't you haven't had a go at it yet because you're waiting to find some sand. Is that it? Well, that's exactly right. Like I couldn't you dig up a bit of swale and put it in the bottom there? Oh, don't. Like I can't. So, you I'm can't. Sorry. I, I, that's but, the second time I've done that. It's I, two strikes. I, it's well, two strikes. Uh, so we're shutting this down. All right. So let's now. let's move on to the lawn. Okay. Like, let's really sort of dig into the lawn. Want, yeah. Stu wants lawn. obviously wants us to Update. get to the lawn. It appears that you've already dug into the lawn. I'd Correct. Like- but thank you, Stu. Currently, the lawn got a mow yesterday. Mm. All right. Now, okay. There were two things that happened during this mow. 
I probably went one level too low, but... Oh, no. You've done this before. Don't go low in winter. I had to. (laughs) I had to. You had to. Well, because basically what I wanted to do was was get the... Like, lop the top off the clover so that I could then spray it and really get in there. Um, So, we are... It's actually... It's pretty. It's looking okay. It's definitely levelled out a bit. I actually took the um, uh, an enormous stick to the lawn and actually like used a big bloody. Oh, I can't even. Anyway, I got a big stick and I used it like a on a green, like on a putting green, and actually right. fixed up the lawn and sort oh, of yeah. did pressed, a little pressed, digging. Pressed, digging and, yeah, 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 a little bit of digging and a little bit of rearranging of some swale and. Yep. We've definitely got a little bit more of a level playing field. There's less yeah. divots. There's less truck mark. Uh, and so we're moving in the right direction at the moment. I definitely feel more confident about my lawn than I do the last time we spoke about it. All right. Now, the patch where the skip was. Yes. Tell us about that. It's coming back to life. It's in definitely coming winter. back to life. Yeah, yeah, look, it's... it's we well, had a lot of rain. It's been a very wet winter. That's right, so... I suppose. Um, and hang on, your front lawn is kind of west-facing. So it is. So you get a bit of afternoon sun, I'm guessing. Correct. A little bit of afternoon sun. Um, yeah. But it's going okay. You know, I think we're going to be okay. There's definitely a lot of dead grass still floating around, but there is life. Uh, where there once was not, there is. So um, I'm, you know, I'm staying positive. I'm trying to keep positive in this in this time. Um, and you're lawn, you're a lawn positive person. That's right. And I'm really looking forward to um, a little bit of spring, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get out of this cold weather. This this feels like minus three degrees weather, and really get into yeah. some you know feels like seventeen plus weather. You know, yeah. that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. Well, hopefully you find some sand before the end of winter so you can get a run out of that fire pit. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, look, there's some good news in that lawn update, I've got to say. There's some there's some positivity coming out. I apologise for my attitude. Um, it won't happen again. I'm I'm. This is not what this podcast is about. It's not about bringing anyone down for the sake of, you know, amusing yourself. It's, yeah, I apologise. But what I will say... And here's another little bit of advice. If you want to have a really good time, type type like Buffalo Lawn into your Google search and just find some, you know, some lawn shops near you and just look at some images of some I nice lawn. Or well, what about some of that time lapse stuff? Where oh. you can you can watch time lapse videos of, of that growing online. Amazing. That's what I'm doing before I go to bed tonight. That's incredible didn't get to there but <laughs> again one 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 thing i need to bring up is and it may be important and it may be the end of my tenure on this podcast <laughs> is i don't have a lawn uh, mm. no. no but so no, i don't have a lawn but, so i've lived vicariously through your lawn care but you do have a fire pit right no i do have a fire the, pit, yes. you're good right. you're fine okay there's a fire pit equal lawn is yeah. that what you're saying no 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 but it's definitely um you've got a fire pit and you've got a barbecue. Yeah, and you do yeah. kill rats on the regular, so... Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Right, right. So... Okay. Fire pit plus rats... <laughs> plus barbecue. Rat equals, equals side lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> okay. 
Look, you can have my side lawn at the moment. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and this might be obscure if people don't remember it, but I think the fact that you've had fatbergs in your pipes probably makes up <laughs> yep. for some lawn deficiencies. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that might go to court in, in terms of whether I created the fatbergs or whether oh, okay. I was the discoverer because yeah. were the fatbergs in place when we purchased the property. And yeah. I guess some you know, real estate um, advice for people out there is you know, check yeah. foundations, check age of structure, maybe a termite check. Well, people, check for fatbergs. People yeah. forget. People get a building inspector. People get a pest inspector. They forget to get a fatberg inspector. <laughs> they do. They do. They forget, as always. If you don't know what a fatberg is, look it up. You'll enjoy it. We wanted to talk a little bit about dads and and their the sporting exploits of their children, didn't we? Mm. Mm. We yes. go. We go. Did you want to kick us off there? Well, I wanted to talk about you know, like we've all heard about the bad parents and you know, then the people that sort of take it all a little bit too seriously. But my favourite that I've been privy to, um, one of my boys. Uh, has he started playing soccer last year and, and in his second year this year before um before the lockdown I was able to um to watch one of the greatest parenting performances uh probably a great two minute stretch one of the greatest two minute stretches I've seen where on your yeah, side or on the opposing side no no this was actually on our side mm, okay and basically what the parent did was yell at their child, basically said their name probably 15, 20 times. Like, say his name was Tim. It was like, Tim, 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 different. And basically, it, it just constant, 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 constant. And then poor Tim, who had been trying to concentrate on the game, yeah. turns to look at his parent <laughs> and the parent says, no, Tim, watch the ball. <laughs> and I just think yes. that that is top-notch, horrible sports parenting where you are so unaware of what you're actually doing as a parent that it becomes yeah. a slightly humorous story on a well-known podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, see, Wigo and I have been communicating every Saturday because my daughter has just started started playing this year as well, playing soccer. Mm. And we've been communicating quite a bit about just soccer parents, things they've said. I think, and Wigo, do you feel the same way? And Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, does, doesn't one of your kids play soccer as well? Oh, they both do. My, they both do. Yeah, my eldest uh, reckons he's retiring. After oh. this season, at the ripe old age of thirteen, yep, he's had enough. Mm. Um, yeah, just you know, not not quite. Uh, c- can't do it anymore for some reason. Yes, but that's right. Yes, both currently involved. Yep. So I find that a lot of the hilarity that comes from stupid shit parents shout out to their children seems to be that the parents themselves don't really understand the game. <laughs> 
because they say ridiculous things. And like I said, we go and I com- communicate fairly regularly on a Saturday to to see, you know, what are the best things that we've said. We have things like don't stop, go. That's a good one. <laughs> um, do something. That's a great one. Yeah. Mm. Just shouting at your child to do something. Yep. That's pretty good. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That's some good advice. That's some good parent parenting. Um, but one of my favourites that I've heard, and it's a parent who plays, who's you know, kid plays on the same team as Noel. They just keep shouting, "Pick it up!" all the time. Pick it up! Come on, pick it up! To pick a goalkeeper up. or not? <laughs> No, just See, to everyone. Yep, everyone. So like pick it up, pick it up. Just in, a, in a, a kind of conceptual sense. Pick up the <laughs> <Like laughs> exactly right. Like, like right. a walk it up, talk it up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's very confusing word choice, but just to say pick it up. Uh, and again, like what you find is that these parents are shouting it, and you realise these children are nine and ten. Yes, they don't understand what what you're saying. They're going to be literal. Do yeah. they? Do they, you know, like when when the coach was telling my daughter to jockey her player, she came off and she was like, "What does that what? mean? <laughs> Why is he telling me to? What is a jo- what's yeah. a jockey?" And I said, "If we Google jockey, it's someone who rides a horse." She was like, "Well, I don't know what that means." Yeah, so- the, is there stirrups in the kit bag or? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. This is a very strange game of yeah. soccer. And this isn't what I've been watching on yeah. TV, but and maybe- I assume that. ACT rules are the same as New South Wales rules where they tell you that as parents you're not allowed to yell out or you're well, not supposed to yell out. What's frowned upon? Think, yeah, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I, I'd love it if it was only the coach is allowed to to mm. speak. That would be good. But the parents, you know, I think the, the real thing is to keep it positive. But mm. most of the time it's just not helpful. I, I wouldn't say it's particularly negative and we might get to this in a moment, but like my eldest plays basketball, and I find the parents in basketball are far more uh, louder, uh, more aggressive, and yeah. unable to cope with disappointment than the soccer parents. I'm That's not sure. Interesting. I'll put my hand yeah. up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my kind of yelling out to my youngest kid has mainly been. I mean, my stock phrase is uh, Dylan. You're playing a game of football. Um, Reason being that up until probably this year or or previous year, he was often easily distracted by a shadow or uh, other things kind of happening around and the ball would be kind of coming to him and at his feet and he might not even know it's there. Um, So, yeah, that's usually my default piece of advice is to try and bring him back into the moment and remind him why we're both here on a cold Saturday morning. (laughs) You you wouldn't Uh, want to have him playing on a Friday night under lights then, would you? He'd have four shadows to look at. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so a little trickier when he's in goals because obviously there are periods when you you can easily get distracted by a shadow because there might not be much happening. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's my default piece of advice as a sideline dad. Yeah. But the basketball's uh, a bit more hectic, is it? Yeah, see, the the soccer one, the, the worst thing I've heard a parent say is basically like a sarcastic, like, wow, when a ref makes a mistake, which is pretty appalling, really, when it's nine-year-olds playing and the ref's slightly older than that, yeah. basically. 
<laughs> like any kind of sarcasm aimed at at um, a referee is is pretty p- bad. I, I found it interesting. Like the team Noel's in are quite good, and so they won every game until they didn't. And when they every, every parents were a delight, but the game they that we didn't win was very clear indication of like oh, those two parents they. They're all right. That's what happens when we lose. Those two parents aren't pleasant. They're going to start shouting at the ref oh, and yeah. maybe saying to the girls, as Wigo said, I've heard that one too. Like, come on, look at the player. Look at the player. Look at the. Don't look at me. Yeah. Look at the player. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. What about that? Um, so yeah, I, uh, we, we'll get into to how you feel about being a basketball parent too, Wigo. I, I found it easier to be a basketball parent than a soccer parent just because I I never really played basketball and to be honest I didn't really know the nuances of it apart from watching a lot of basketball. Oh, right. Mm. So you're not sitting there going you could have done this, you could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think that's the the helpful advice should be just leave it to the coach even though like, you know, Violet's coach is 17 or 18 or something yeah. like that. But I found that the the basketball parents, the I don't know if it's more competitive. It's close contact. They they seem more frustrated. Basketball parents seem to have more frustration. They seem to like to shout at the refs more. Depend and again, the refs are fourteen, fifteen. Ugh. They shout at the refs more. They get up their kids more <laughs> if they do something wrong. <laughs> they shout at the whole team. In in a, uh, I wouldn't. I don't know about aggressive, but just it's kind of inappropriate. How much they seem to care. Um, mm. We go. Do you want to come in with uh, any anything you want to share with us, buddy? Um, I I played basketball for quite a long period of time. I was average, um, but I played for a long period of time, so I knew like you didn't sort of know what needs to happen and what doesn't need to happen, and when you when your nine or ten year old son decides that he wants to play basketball and you take him to basketball and he doesn't do those things in his first game, it's really frustrating <laughs> as a parent. And um, it's like it, how much how much home coaching did you do before that first game though? Well, absolutely none, Stu. Like that should just oh, be okay. ingrained into him. Right, um, just in, in yeah, the head yeah. already, yeah. No, yeah. so this genetic code of your experience. So I realised, probably not quickly enough to be honest, but I, I really had absolutely no idea how much of a dickhead I was being, and um, really put a lot of pressure on my son when all I really wanted him to do was have fun. Like I really yeah. did just want him to have fun, but because I had this. Um, I had this want to actually give him information about what was yeah, going yeah. on on the court. Yeah. I couldn't in some cases I just couldn't help myself. And so let, let's talk about where that comes from though. So is that is that purely I want my son to feel good because he if he plays well he'll feel good about himself. Or is is it something kind of more vague or hard to describe than that in you that says he should be good at this because I 
was so into it. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I I remember when he was playing and you would, you know, like we did very little training, right? So he just sort of got thrown into this team of kids that he didn't really know. Like he, there were some things that he was just able to pick up, you know, like he was able to shoot the ball pretty well and, you know, you can't teach height, but you you can... <laughs> Wait, what? Like you can teach defensive position and you can teach like court awareness but I didn't teach him any of that stuff I just expected him to figure it out and I I thought oh, I, I see potential here I really hope that he's getting the same enjoyment out of playing that I used to but then I when I actually stood back and went oh I actually didn't enjoy playing until about three years in right. when we were actually really good and I played with the same team for three years and we were freaking awesome. Like, that doesn't happen four games into your first yeah. season of basketball, you stupid yeah. idiot. So yes. I... Yeah, nuance, yeah. right? It's the nuance that you, when you watch it, you're like, oh, my God, these kids have no game awareness. They have no <laughs> spatial Exactly. Awareness. What they, are these kids, do- idiots? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know whose ball it is when it goes... Like, it's just everything. They're just always yep. waiting for the ref to tell them where yep. to stand and who's got the ball and and stuff like that. So I but know what you mean with the, with the nuance. Yeah, that's interesting, though, that you played for three years without really enjoying it. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, look, I, I, I would say I... I loved playing basketball. I loved it. But when you're winning, that's heaps better. Yeah. And when you're actually really good, and we had a... So we basically played for, you know, we played primary school starting year three, and then in year six actually got into, like, the top eight in the state for primary school because we just all played together, right? We played together with the same team and trained, actually had a proper coach, and we were just really good. But... My oldest son hadn't had any of that, and he just kind of went, oh, I was going to play basketball. And I was like, yes, sick, do that. That's going to be great. And then I just, yeah, I didn't put any of that time that was that I got into him. I just sort of went, yeah, it's just going to be sweet. He'll be fine. Look how tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm, yeah. Yep. But, but I, I they actually... They don't know they're tall. But in the end, yeah, exactly. And in the end, I completely take full responsibility for from him just going, I don't want to play anymore because huh. I was... So he said that? Yeah, he said that. How, That's, how far in? Um, he played the first season, but yeah. he just... He, he he just wasn't enjoying it because I was a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he, um, but... My so what can you can you be a bit more specific? Oh, about being a dickhead. Being a dickhead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of um, overcoaching. Yes, during the game, which is what a stupid oh. time to do that. Like, why was I not just That's... taking him aside and saying, "All right, we're going to work on something here called rebounding. I'm just going to yeah. throw the ball yeah. against the backboard, and you're going to go and get it. Yeah. That's it. Not." trying to tell him like an angle to run when the guy when he's when the nine-year-old that's got the ball is dribbling with his head down and can't look at him you need to be running on the wing there so that he can pass you the ball yeah like that's just now son stuff. i know we haven't talked about this before this- and you've got a split second to react but what yeah. you need to be doing here is- <laughs> ah, yeah and then you missed it and it's like yeah that look i hadn't right. done any of that like my oldest jazz she i hadn't she hadn't played any sport 
that I was involved with. You know what I mean? And so halves was my first experience right. as a parent in a sporting sort of situation because my kids haven't mm. really sort of shown any interest in playing sport up until that point. Um, yeah. And it was mainly swimming. And I can yell all I want while they're swimming. They're not going to hear me. So <laughs> it's, now, yeah. What's, and if you didn't mind me asking, say so, that's fine. What kind of sideline parent was your dad? Um, so he had, he'd coached our cricket team for one year. Yeah. Um, but they're like most of my memories of my dad. And we're going to probably get a little bit deep here because I have, this is something that's sort of, but I'm happy to discuss it. Um, which, is why I was, which is why I kind of preloaded with, yeah. if you don't want to talk about it, fine. Um, so I I really love playing cricket as well. And my dad was quite a good cricketer and I really enjoyed, you know, as, as most children do, I would suppose, is, is when you do really well and your parents are there to watch, it's really quite, it's quite enjoyable. Mm. And... I was a fairly average cricketer. Um, I don't know what that average is against, but you know, I was pretty. I was average, and um, oh, I think you're being you unkind to yourself. Yeah, the, you're being you were un- the wizard. The you did go to England to play cricket. <laughs> well, you know. that, but again, that's probably in, overinflating. <laughs> I didn't go there to play cricket. I just went there to go to England and ended up playing cricket. The, um, Do you mean they called you the wizard, but you're not actually a wizard? Well, <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's all a farce. But <laughs> okay. I, the first time I scored 100, my dad had been sitting up on the hill. So he dropped me off and then he... Went and sat up on the hill at Fagan's Park. Now, for those of you that don't know, but you two should know, um, sitting up on the hill, I opened the batting, got to about 20-odd, looked up, and he'd gone. And then I went on to get 100. And so even when I got 100, I sort of looked up to where he was, hoping that he'd sort of come back, but he missed out. So Hang, hang on. How slow was this first 20, though? It was a lot of nicks through slips, so he thought he just thought I'm not I'm not hanging around for this. Lots of prodding and a poking. <laughs> no, there was um Yeah, there were no <laughs> Were the races starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. The uh Yeah, so like he I didn't he didn't get to see me score a hundred. And then after that I scored a couple of hundreds in a, in in England, where he obviously didn't get to see me score hundreds because he was in Australia, but I had, I'd asked my mum to come and watch on that day, and she couldn't make it. And so when I got home and told her she got a hundred, it was sort of like, well, obviously neither of my parents are destined to see me score a hundred. But yeah, the first time that that was, yeah, that sort of that was the memory that stuck with me about my dad watching me play sport was that he wasn't actually there the time. That I did really well. Right. Well, that's always code, isn't it? My, my mum always turned up when we got out. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was just stay away. It was the easiest way with her when we play cricket. Okay. But I, I, I remember my dad was similar. I he played a lot of rugby league as a when he was younger, um, up to a pretty high level, I think. And um, 
I played league when I was younger, and I think I had a similar experience maybe to your son. Yeah. Where I liked it, but he really liked it. Yeah. And so uh, I only played one season, and I... And I was just like, yeah, I'm not really into it as much. But when I play cricket, he'd never played cricket before. So, again, he couldn't, like, say you should be doing this, you should be doing that yep. in the middle of the game like he could with the, with rugby league. Yep. So, I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I've had, I had Noel say to me once, well, I was trying uh, after the game on the way home trying to say, look, you've got to get in there. You've got to be a bit more enthusiastic. You get in, you get out of it, what you put into it. And she said, "I'm not competitive." <laughs> yeah, I and I, or I don't like being competitive, or because I think I said, "Oh, your coach just wants you to be a bit more competitive." And she said, "I'm not competitive." Yeah. And I was like, "Huh? I, okay." My brain had to compute as someone who's always loved sport and is always competitive. Yeah, my brain had to compute that, and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. But that's what Justine's like. She was like, "I don't like team sports. I don't like the competitive nature of it." I played yeah. tennis, I did swimming, and I was like, huh. But a lot of it, a lot of what you taught is not necessarily directly said you need to be ultra-competitive, but it's all implied, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I can completely understand like that. Like, even the yeah. pick it up. Like, pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it up. Pick it up. Like, it's like, well, yeah. yeah. It's just like a scar band. <laughs> <laughs> but I can completely understand your, your daughter just going, well, look. I, I enjoy going out there. I yeah. enjoy what I do. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't need yeah, to branch out. She said, out look, I, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. I'm not competitive. And I was like, great. Oh, that's, that's excellent that my daughter said that to me. That makes it very clear. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I won't say anything. I'll just go, yeah. okay. Cool. Did you go and fun? enjoy yourself. Now, yeah, Stu, okay. you, played, you played a bit of league, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What was it like for you? Uh, well, my parents didn't want me to play, um, so they didn't really well, that come didn't to help. the games, <laughs> uh, which I find extremely understandable now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, obviously, as a as a teenager, I was like, "What's the problem? What's the problem? I want to play. It's not a problem. Nothing happened." Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, if, if any, like, thankfully, kids aren't interested in league, but I would be just, no, 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 don't. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they they weren't uh, they weren't necessarily into going to the games. Um, um, yeah. So anyway, we I, we we certainly got a bit deeper than we thought we were going to. I was just going to tell well, a story of a of a of a dad at basketball who like said, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" during the game on Sunday. On yeah, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and uh, he's. Uh, Loudly who, across the court. Yeah, loudly, loudly. <laughs> yeah, snapped everyone's heads around. And um, when I when I said, "Oi!" Like, no, no need for swearing. Like, I, I, he's uh, quite unpleasant to watch a game of sport with. He's always frustrated and shouting unhelpful things and just being like, "Oh, come on!" Like, whenever they do something slightly wrong. Again, yeah. it's like under fourteen's Division Four or something <laughs> basketball. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to ask you, like, what do you do when a parent crosses that line? Especially if, like, the refs, again, the ref is 14, the coach is 17. The, the, like I said, snapped everyone's head around. I actually said, like, I, we don't, I don't want to hear that. That's not appropriate. Um, and he just sort of laughed it off and just kept, I guess the word is chuntering, is that the word? 
away through the game. Oh, I've never heard. Well, I'm going to have to ask you about that after the podcast, Matthew. <laughs> the, oh, I, I, yeah, I don't so, know. I don't think I've ever experienced someone being like that foul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there seems to be, with my limited experience, you know, like the basketball thing, I was more just sort of chuntering to myself through the whole... <laughs> Correct contents? Context? Excellent. The, the the definition is to complain, especially in a low voice. Ah, okay. Well... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he'd already, he'd already sw- sworn under his breath. He's sitting next to me and he already sw- swore. It stopped himself from shouting it out. And then when he actually shouted it out, it was like, oh, man, what is, what is up with you? Yeah. Anyway... Most of the issues that come from, you know, the, the kids' sport at the moment are, you know, everyone's sort of looking at the coach going, why are you playing that kid more than you're playing the other kid? Oh, Rather right, than right, right. anyone that's really... We haven't encountered anyone that is sort of really crossed the line. It's more just been stupid commentary and trying to yeah. coach in a really poor manner. Um, <laughs> right. Whereas, yeah, like that, that dude, he's obviously really just... Yeah, he's got some other stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it, what it, what the effect is? His daughter just cracks the shits. She like will shoot it from like a ridiculous shot. She'll like overhand pass it just because that's how she copes with her frustration. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's a link here between what she's doing on the court and your behaviour, but he's not going to see it. Yeah, that's that's always the thing of like. Yeah, I, I prefer, obviously, the soccer parents who call out ridiculous things that make no sense to a child who's running who stops to query <laughs> yeah. and then has the parents say, no, don't look at me. Do the thing I said. That's so good. I love that so much. It just, that really tickles me. Yeah. I think yeah, they, was... sometimes they run and they look like confused dogs, don't they? They're like, yeah. what? What do I do? Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes no there sense. Was... Jockey. <laughs> Jockey. There was the um, the time because obviously when you have two kids playing football or a sport or whatever, as parents you alternate each week which game you get, take the kids to, so they're right, right, right. not seen to be overly keen on one's sporting career over the other. And I actually missed the week of my uh, of one of my kids' soccer games where the dads on the other side were just turned up. Looking for for a reason to try and fight the dads on the other side, oh, so just calling out horrible things. The kids on their team were just really dirty players, kept ha- slide tackling, hacking legs, all that sort of stuff. And then when the dads on our side arced up, then the dads on their side would start trying to say like like trying to pick them for fights. It oh, was God. yeah, just ridiculous. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it does. That's the the only time I wasn't there, but it's the only time that I ever had anything that was vaguely out of control in terms of parent sport parenting. I've never had anyone get too sweary or anything with kids. It's just the barracking going like some over barrackers. Yeah, mm. just go. Oh, you can't say it because they've got you know they can obviously barrack for their kids, but you go, oh, fucking shut up, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. They've done yeah. nothing. Your kid's done nothing. Why, <laughs> why are you still barracking? 
anyway. and that's where that's where sometimes when my my son he loves playing soccer, but he's not great, and so I become an overbarracker when when something goes well when he does something good yeah. like yeah it's just it's the best. I was there the day he scored his first goal. Yeah. I nearly did a lapper of the bloody oval. <laughs> it was <laughs> like it was just so unexpected, and he was just in the right space at the right time, and, and knocked it in. And both my wife and I were there, and I was watching the game, and she was talking to someone else at the time and missed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. What do you call a former president who, you know? Uh, compliments their kids too much on a sporting field over Barack Obama. Thank you. Um, let's let's uh, let's move on. We got any more? We got any more? Uh, did we have any more to say about this? I feel like should exit quickly. <laughs> it's getting late. It is getting late. <laughs> it is getting late. Yes. Uh, thanks for your support. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Got in contact. Give us any thoughts. You got any sports, bad parenting sports stories we can um, talk about next time? Do you have any um, thoughts on sand types for fire pits? Yeah. Best the whiter, the better. Types. Yeah. So yes, please get in. Please get in contact. You know, we're happy to talk. And uh, I'll thank you once more, Reduced Pants Panel. Thank you, Stu. Thank you very much. It's been a delight. As always. And a very good evening to everybody. Oh, dear. (laughs) Wiggins, did you do a lap like... The Bobby Portis run that he did in the yeah, oh with the legs games. up with the knees yeah. knees up. No, I Jesus. I did the shirt above the head, waving it around like a madman. Oh. <laughs> oh, look, it, oh, I probably over exaggerated as as is my want. Well, I'm sure if, it was... if Noel scored a goal, I'm sure I would lose my mind yeah. in some way. Well, I did say to her today, like it was five, you know five games left in the season. Are you, are you looking to score a goal? And she said. How many games of soccer did you play? Like 110? Yeah. I was like, oh, something like that. She was like, and how many goals? Oh, did oh. Yeah, yeah, because I told her that. I said, you don't have to worry about scoring goals. I oh, said, I played heaps. She said, how many goals? Two. <laughs> okay. Cool. That was great. Great moments. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to think okay. that she would go and just roundhouse the shit out of the corner flag and the stuff after she... <laughs> 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 You just be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>